The tunnel's clear! Looks like Obi-Wan's distraction worked. Things seem to be going as planned. It's when things do not go as planned that concerns me. What then? It's when things don't go as planned that we Jedi are at our best. Trust me. I deserve my trust for those who take action, General Skywalker. Then let me remind you. We rescued you back there, and I reserve my trust for those who understand gratitude, Captain Tarkin. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? It's a ship that made the Kessel Run less than 12 parsecs. Hey everyone, and welcome to Kessel Run Weekly. My name is Danny. And I'm Kristen. And we have two very special guests with us on the show today that we're extremely excited about because they're family to us now. Um, we have Cheyenne and Nick from Clone Wars Commentary with Cheyenne and Nick. You get it. So, <laughs> um, so hey guys, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So, so, so Cheyenne's uh, been on a few episodes with us before. We've talked some Marvel, some Black Panther, Infinity War, all that good stuff. Um, and now, and now we're diving into your Star Wars knowledge. Because I know you, I know you've got it. You do like a Star Wars Sunday or something on your blog, right? Yeah, Star Wars Sunday. Usually every Sunday. <laughs> um, I feel that. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted something that was less like this is going to sound weird. Like less like bloggery mm-hmm. about like oh I go to Disney and here's what I write about when I go to Disney or like this is my life. Like I'm not a lifestyle blogger. I just kind of wanted an outlet to write, and Star Wars became that because mm-hmm. I it a lot oh absolutely yeah so cool so so cheyenne tell us a little bit about your uh, star wars fandom for the people who uh, haven't met you yet in 1995 oh i was born <laughs> um, <laughs> i in 1999 when phantom menace came out my my family and i had moved to north carolina um but we didn't have a house yet it was building being built words yeah and um my mom took me and my sister to go see phantom menace in the theater and we were like oh like that'll take up one day maybe we'll go to the mall the next day and my mom was like we left that and you were like can we go see it tomorrow that's awesome and so for the rest of the week we went and saw the phantom menace and she said by the end of the week you and your sister were having lightsaber battles in the aisleway of the theater and like darth maul became my favorite character and I just wanted to watch more Star Wars. So then it kind of just dominoed down from there. My dad showed me the original trilogy. um, And I just got like super into lightsabers for a little bit. And then now I'm an adult and I'm doing the same thing. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I mean, adults relative. So (laughs) who really wants to be one? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Nick, you brought something special to, uh, to the show today <laughs> that you recently uh, got. Yeah, yeah, a little um, piece of my collection. <laughs> hit As me I will hit you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fine. fine. Turn it on. Ah, oh, traitor! <laughs> I'll put the speaker next to. There we go. It's the Black Series Riot Baton. Nice. <laughs> He's beating the table with it. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what well, you do with those things, of course. What do you do? Look at you in the face and yell traitor? Like, I mean, come on. This <laughs> thing. <laughs> Uh, well, well, so guys, so that's Nick. <laughs> so Nick, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? 
photographer. Uh, my Star Wars fandom comes from a very interesting thing. So I was about three, I think. I, th- I may have said something different in the last podcast I was in. But I, 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 we'll I, fact check you. <laughs> I don't really remember that well. Uh, I was going through my uncle's VHS collection and... I'm going through and I see this thing called Star Wars. And at the time it was still Star Wars. It wasn't A New Hope. So I'm like, all right, what's this? And I put it in the VHS and then I'm like, well, I guess I got two more movies to go to. (laughs) Episode one hadn't come out yet. And I just, it was something I loved. And then episode one came out, saw that in theaters. Episode two, saw that in theaters. And I started collecting the toys and obviously prop weapons, uh, lightsabers, blasters, Right, batons, um, and various other things. Um, you know, your Black Series figures, old Kenner figures, so many different things I collect and things I love. And uh, yeah, it's kind of followed me around, follows me in my photography as well at the Disney parks and with the upcoming uh, Galaxy's Edge theme park. I am very, very excited to see what comes around. Oh, I'm so pumped. So pumped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so Cheyenne, what, what made you want to uh, start this uh, Clone Wars commentary show? I, as much as I think I know about Star Wars, <laughs> um, and I could, like, go to bat any day about the prequels, like, that knowledge. I could do prequel trivia. I would be okay at original, original trilogy. But I got into Clone Wars and Rebels at the same time. They are not anywhere near mm-hmm. produced at the same time. So I was just like, oh, there are Star Wars cartoons. Let me watch all of it all at once. Mm-hmm. And I didn't retain any of that. So to do Clone Wars commentary would be help. It's helpful for me to go back through and like notice things and appreciate things, even if it's little or if it's like big or if it's something as cool as like, an Easter egg. I mm-hmm. love those. Or um, just like a callback to things. And then adding more to the story because I also loved Anakin Skywalker. Don't at me. People <laughs> on the internet love him. Yes. And so I was like, I got to watch this. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, so Clone Wars commentary actually comes out this Friday, um, which Yay. is really exciting. Your first episode. Um, it'll be on our regular podcast feed for Kessel Run Weekly, so you don't have to follow anything extra. If you're already here, you got bonus. It's awesome. Um, I've been privy to, um, you know, all of them so far, <laughs> and it's it's pretty great, guys. Um, so, Cheyenne, if you, if you could tell them a little bit about what the show is, um, if you could go ahead and do that for me. Can I do a pre-Nick and a post-Nick? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so, a pre-Nick... <laughs> the show, and it will continue to be us watching the show, but mm-hmm. pre-Nick, me just watching episodes, and so the listeners can hear the episode in the background, which I think is just a really cool aspect of the show in and of itself, um, because a lot of the times with commentary, like it's a visual one where you like are seeing a director talk about a specific spot mm-hmm. in the movie. I think in this, you get like real time, my real time reactions. And so, like, while they might not be in-depth in that moment, you can kind of see, like, what a fan's thoughts are as they're watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. Post-Nick. Your um, sequel trilogy era. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So once I met Nick, 
Um, and we connected over Star Wars. We started, would again, do the same thing. We're watching the show. Um, and the comments are still, like, they're the live reactions. But now there's banter, which I think adds a lot more content to it um, for the listeners. Because then they can be like, oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God, no. Or, like, whatever. <laughs> now there are two. No more, no yeah. less. Yes. This is getting out of hand. <laughs> 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 that's awesome um I, i'm i know that y'all are excited for it to come out I, i'm super super excited um so i know you've been working really hard on it uh cheyenne for a while now actually uh and then with nick joining the fold it just amplifies it by the power of two you know. <laughs> so, so it's, it's definitely i have somebody here that gets it but also has never like we've never experienced star wars together so, and that makes a huge difference Absolutely of, does. like, experiencing True. Star Wars with someone else who's had different experiences as a whole. Mm-hmm. Love that. True. I mean, absolutely. we can actually do Star Wars and stuff, so... Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and then that's half the fun with Kristen, so, <laughs> is getting to experience Star Wars a lot of times for the first time with her, so yeah. it's 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 yeah. But a as lot the of fun. newer fan, I get to point out things he's never thought of. That's true. Ooh, so yeah. things that I catch and notice, and I'm like, ooh, what if yeah. this, what if that, and he's like, oh, I've never thought of that. I'm like, ha! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it! <laughs> she has her moments. I do. <laughs> So that's cool. So guys, definitely make sure you check out Cheyenne and Nick um, on Clone Wars Commentary with Cheyenne and Nick. Um, and it comes out this Friday for their first episode. Um, so yeah, don't miss that. It's awesome because Friday's for Clone Wars now. So, cool. used to be. so sticking with the Clone Wars theme, um, I've got a bit of news. Come closer, I have good news. Um, and, and I hear that you guys are uh, fans of Battlefront 2, just as we are. Um, and we've got a certain uh, ex-Jedi turned Sith Lord uh, that had just been deployed into battle. Uh, Mr. Count Dooku, um, you guys have already played the character, correct? I have I not. Have. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, I played against him, so that counts. <laughs> oh, well, we got two point of views. That's, that's cool. Uh, Nick, what did you think about using him? <laughs> what did you think about Dooku? Uh, he was a lot of fun. Um, like, I love how elegant his lightsaber dueling is compared to someone like Grievous, who we just got, who's, like, a little rough around the edges. He's more flashy-style fighting, while Dooku's just like, no, in fact, one of his moves, he puts his arm behind his back and just goes with one hand, and it's a really convincing style, and it it works, especially when the enemy doesn't have a lightsaber, because you just slash right through them, and they're just done. So that, that does help quite a bit. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm not the best at the game, but when I'm in arcade and I just hit that easy button, that's when I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna destroy these people. It's online. Like said that very you know. casually. Yeah, I, I know. That's pretty, pretty cool. But yeah, <laughs> um, he's fun. I definitely recommend him. I'm stoked for the chosen one next month. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Anakin is coming to the battlefront. That's that's gonna be your thing. Kristen, yeah. you, you love your boy Anakin. <laughs> uh, Cheyenne, how is it playing against Dooku? Um, so I didn't have to like beat him up or anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would have been sad for him. Oh, uh, I had Darth Maul. Yes. So I 
was just like living my best life as my favorite character. Um, but basically, we didn't have like a great strategy when we first started because nope. we were like, oh my God. Because we also battled on Geonosis, which was super fun. Um, but we, when we figured it out, we like basically ended up, we wanted to be on the same area of the map because we couldn't see where any of our enemies were coming Split from. screen is definitely not recommended for <laughs> this version of Battlefront. If you have the first Battlefront 1 or Battlefront 2, please use split screen on that. It works a lot mm -hmm. better. Yeah, my split, my split screen is weird, and I don't know if I can change it. But it was it worked out better when we would find each other and then mm -hmm. figure out where yeah. the enemies were, so that works out well. Thank God for maps. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, so I know with as, as far as his abilities, you had mentioned, um, I think they're calling it the uh, duelist mode um, as one of his abilities where he, he does the, it's like overpowered kind of hits yep. and everything. Um, and then he's got a lightning ability that throws people to the ground. <laughs> yes. Um, like depending on like how you use it and where you use it, if mm -hmm. you use it a certain way, the enemy will just go flying, and it's freaking hilarious. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that that sounds pretty op. <laughs> nope. This lightning ability, I think, is better than the emperor's, like by far. It sounds like it would be. Um, if right. the emperor could do that, I would be very frustrated all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, now I had a question about his expose weakness ability. Um, because the way it looked in the gameplay is more like kind of like how Ray and Obi Wan they can kind of disorient and you kind of do that. So, yeah. so can you tell me a little bit about that and playing that ability? Um, it's kind of similar to what Kylo can do, where you can kind of like freeze an enemy. Okay. From what I've experienced from what I've seen, it kind of like slows the enemy down mm -hmm. just like by like three seconds. So. As they're about to raise their weapon or shoot, it kind of slows them down so you can kind of get in and get that quick slash in. I think he uses form two, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay. The forms, but yeah, um, very fast. He's very good. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I'm excited to actually finally get to play Dooku. I haven't gotten to yet, because um, normally we stream when the characters come out, and I missed it this time. So, <laughs> um, but... Um, Another exciting thing about Dooku, though, I did see where um, his Dark Ritual appearance is going to be coming out, um, actually, yes. as of when this uh, podcast released on January 30th. <laughs> both, both me and Kristen had the same facial reaction to that. We were like, what? <laughs> Dark Ritual? Dark Ritual, yes. It's from the Clone Wars. Well, yes. I'll have, I'll have to show it to you later. It looks really awesome. Um, it's basically like he's got armor, like shoulder plates uh, and yeah. stuff. It's it's pretty cool. Okay. What, what were you thinking? I don't know if you want to know. Were you thinking like? <laughs> no. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that episode where he tries to take over the the witch land. I can't think of what's called. You always help me. Oh, Dathomir. Uh, yes. The, the witches. Yes. Yeah. And she's like has his hair and also has oh. boils on his face. <laughs> so I was like, are we getting boiled Dooku? <laughs> like, because it's like a ritual she's performing. So that's all I could think about when you said ritual was that the ritual she's performing where she's like beating up his little voodoo doll. And he's like, eh. That would be the worst. It really would. That's why I was really concerned. I was like, yeah, you just have the boils just pulsing. This is horrifying. <laughs> this game was for kids. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness um but yeah so and then we got anakin skywalker like you said nick uh next month which is very very exciting 
Um, I'm excited. Yes, absolutely. I think that's the one I've been looking forward to the most because Obi Wan's been cool. Um, Dooku looks like it's going to be fun to play as well. Grievous, I was kind of like, eh, I don't really like playing him, but maybe I just haven't figured out how to play him. Yeah, that's that's the trick. Um, they mm-hmm. just updated him recently and fixed the bugs. He works a lot better than he did when he debuted. So mm-hmm. thank God for that. Yeah, I wonder if that was a lot of the issue too. Because I mean, for whatever reason, I just couldn't land hits the way that like it was showing it should. should. So yeah. Um, so yeah. So hopefully that's been fixed. But yeah. So and we got Grievous. But I mean, you can't beat the chosen one, Anakin. Man, no, nope. we awesome. have Matt Lanter coming back to reprise yes. his role, which I so. So excited for him! Absolutely, I'm I'm so happy that so many of the Clone Wars voice actors came back for this. Um, that made me so happy. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so yeah. So cool. So that is all of our news for this week. Um. I think it's time to go ahead and get on to our main topic. You guys ready? Absolutely. Ready. As you are aware, the Citadel is their most isolated and impenetrable detention facility. No one has ever escaped. There's a first time for everything. Indeed there is. Their security has prevented our probes from obtaining recent reconnaissance. So we've been forced to construct a crude map based upon data from the archives. And since the data is extremely old, the map will be difficult to rely on. So we're essentially going in blind. Beg your pardon, General. But how do we know Master Peel is still alive? The Separatists won't dare kill Master Peel until they have what they need. He obtained the coordinates of a secret hyperspace lane known as the Nexus Route, which travels into the heart of both the Republic and Separatist homeworlds. They could prove vital in maneuvering our forces deep into remote Separatist sectors. Or the enemy could use them to slip through our defenses and attack Coruscant. These hyperspace lanes are of immense interest to both our sides, and could tip the scale of the war to whomever is in possession of them. That is all. Awesome! So, this week we are talking The Citadel, um, the Clone Wars arc uh, for Season 3, Episodes 18, 19, and 20. Um, And it's a lot of fun. Um, I know uh, when, uh, Cheyenne, you and I were talking, uh, this was, you said this was one of your top favorites. Yeah, I really like, I like, as a whole, connecting to the episodes in Clone Wars that you don't think about mm-hmm. the moment, like, you don't think about that having to happen to create what happens in the movies. Um, the meeting of the people that he meets in this, that Anakin meets in this. Um, the way that events unfold as well, like, how it affects them as characters, I think really means a lot. Like, like I mentioned, Mortis is my favorite mm. amongst every other Star Wars fan almost ever. Mm-hmm. Um Mortis is a good arc, but this one is definitely a close second just based on that because I really like when it connects to the movies. Absolutely. Uh, Nick, what were your first thoughts on it? Kind of dark for, like, I think this was one of, like, that moment where you realize that Clone Wars was taking a huge turn. Mm-hmm. Like, it started off as that, like, that kid show, and then it just keeps evolving. And this, um,. Arc is definitely like it's that stepping stone to how we remember Clone Wars when it was on, where it started off as like childlike, very like Rebels season one ish, and mm-hmm. then now we're at this level where it's like almost like an episode of Band of Brothers. Like it's serious, it's, it's almost intense. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
I agree with you. Very dark. Um, lots of death. <laughs> kind of gruesome at one point, at a few points and everything. Um, which it reminded me too. Um, while we were watching it, I, I forgot to mention this to you. Um, uh, this the Citadel actually shows back up in Rebels. Um, because I know we just recently picked yes. Rebels oh. back up. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure at what point, but I know Kanan goes because he thinks that um, not Barris, uh, Luminara. Yeah. Um, he thinks Luminara's alive. And ends up being a trick. Oh, you remember that? I remember that? Yeah, they find a Barely. mummified corpse. They, yeah, kid show. Yeah. So yeah, so so the Citadel is obviously no joke. So kind of a little background on it and everything. So with this episode, we start off that uh, Master Evan Peel has been captured. Um, do we know what species he is? He he is or anything? No. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. No. I didn't look. I know he's like Yoda esque, but Russian. Um, <laughs> we can Google it. <laughs> we can Google Wikipedia. it. Okay. Um, Looking well, the right now. There you go. Check he's him out. Atlantic. He's what now? Alanic or Alanic. Alanic. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, but yes. Yeah, so he's he, he's he's pretty awesome. He's yeah. He's kind of intense. Um, yeah. Very rough. <laughs> Very, very. Um, I mean, I guess that happens when you lose an eye, so I don't know. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, so Evan Peel's been captured, um, and the Jedi have been tasked to go rescue him from the Citadel. The Citadel was created uh, basically to keep Jedi in um, and not to let anything from rogue. the outside to come in. Rogue Jedi. Yes, rogue Jedi. Um, Jedi. Which I'm wondering what rogue Jedi are in there because all the ones that we know of are out of there. So it's kind of like <laughs> it's like it's not really serving its purpose. <laughs> yeah. it's like I just want to know who. I mean, does it say who designed it? Yeah, um, um, Sebek did himself. He designed it. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Why would why would he know what would keep a Jedi inside? Dooku. But did Dooku make him build it? Uh, yeah, he's part of the Separatists. Yeah, but did he make him build? It's like I'm your boss. Do it, this. It's Dooku. That's whatever he wants, one way or another. I mean, solid arguments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so the Citadel's no joke, and the whole point of uh, Evan Peeled getting um, captured is uh, because he has one half of the Nexus route memorized. Um, and so this, apparently, it's secret hyperlanes that nobody knows about and all this other kind of stuff that could basically tip the scales of the war. So obviously, naturally, everyone is after this little man. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so... The, the first thing I guess I want to kind of add to this, so I don't know if y'all notice, I always recognize the voice actors. It's I, like I'll, I'll see somebody randomly in different things, and I'm like, oh, that's so and so from so and so and so and so. She hates it uh, and loves it simultaneously. But <laughs> I, I enjoy that people know it, but I can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll recognize the voice, and I'll have no idea who it is. I'm like, I know you from something else, and I don't know your name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but what's cool is like, th- so this entire arc basically is the James Arnold Taylor show, because <laughs> yes. um, he is both Obi Wan, Plo Koon, and O.C. Sobek, uh, the villain, simultaneously. Yep. And at one point, I think that he, in one of the episodes, he's a uh, Obi Wan's talking with. 
O.C. Sobek, and he makes some kind of comment of how frustrating he is or <laughs> insufferable or something. And it's just like, I wonder what it was like to act that out. <laughs> he says something about, like, something about a soft voice that um, Sobek has. Yeah. yeah. Like, I love the commentary between that. It's great. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so I, I really love kind of, like, we really get to see the range of James Arnold Taylor in this, too. Um, it's just, it's it's impressive. Um, I hope to meet the man one day. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. He's going to be a celebration. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I'm so excited. <laughs> so are you guys both going to be at celebration? Yes. Yes! I'm awesome. Not going off <laughs> I will be there for yeah. four days. But I will not. I'll only be at celebration Friday and Saturday. Okay. Well, we'll we'll sneak you in somehow or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are bringing BB-8, so if we can get you, we are in too. There, so. there you go. <laughs> I don't really know if I want to try and take him on the plane that I'm Just getting have on. Have them in your lap. They won't know. <laughs> but, uh, this is my child. <laughs> They can bring Scooby Doo on a plane dressed as a grandma. You could bring BB-8 in, I'm sure. Just with your dog. <laughs> this, this is not threatening at all. <laughs> Look how cute this little ball is. <laughs> I'll just like have him follow me through TSA and see what oh, they no. say. <laughs> just see if they stop him. They're short-handed, so they might not even care. <laughs> probably gonna go up to it and kick it. I'm sure. <laughs> You wouldn't yeah. believe how many people would actually try to do that with, like, actual size BB-8s. It's ridiculous. Somebody asked me, when I bought him, they were like, why do you have BB-8 in a box? And part of me was like, oh, this is the theming, because I'm at Disney World. They they want to know why BB-8's in a box. Yeah. And I'm like, he's napping. I don't know. He's recharging. He's and um, And then, like, somebody was actually concerned, as like a fellow guest. They were like, why do you have your BB-8 in the box? And I was like... I just bought him. I'm not going to have him rolling around <laughs> where people can take him from me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Have you not like, seen Force Awakens? Have you learned nothing? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> um, so, so Cheyenne, I, Kind of having the foreknowledge of uh, of your episodes coming up, I know at one point you mentioned something about battle droids, um, yeah. and, we, and we get quite a lot of the uh, <laughs> the uh, comedic battle droids. I wanted to know your thoughts on them. <laughs> you don't like them? I, when I was a kid, I really loved looking at my dad and being like, "Roger, Roger." <laughs> <laughs> Whenever he like told me to do something, and then I'd go do it, I'd be like. Got it. Okay. Um, and I I don't hate it. I probably said that I hated it. <laughs> because I probably hated it in that moment. And I was like, ugh. Um, I don't hate it because it's definitely, it brings in that whole child TV show aspect. And I think yeah. that that's important to keep them interested, to keep mm-hmm. them laughing, to not keep it so dark because Star Wars does that very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I also am just like, I think it's just a lot in one moment. Does that make sense? I understand. Like yeah. sometimes when they are making their jokes or they are being funny, <laughs> there's just like so much joke. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, they can move it on. We got to go. Yeah. Uh, personally, I loved uh, the R2 and his uh, band of merry droids. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was incredible. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think that that's cool that they are programmed to listen to him. Mm-hmm. And I do. Oh, I love this moment. I do love when he says it was a pleasure ser- serving with you, sir. Or two. We need your droids to hold off the enemy as long as possible. Good. Everybody, follow me. This is sheer madness. That's both sweet and at the same time hilariously bad. <laughs> yeah, and he's but R two deserves that. He does. Yeah. He does. He deserves that recognition. <laughs> he does. Major character at least once. So yeah, I think. Well, and and that's what kind of got me in that moment. So so you brought up the 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 part where literally his entire crew that R two is in charge of is just like we'll give our lives for you, sir. Turn around are done within three seconds. It's, it's just kind of like, oh, oh, okay, all right. Well, yeah. that, that's that's that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So it's almost kind of like it, it makes me wonder. Like, so was R two that great of a commander, or did he literally just throw the bantha fodder at them and was like, well, maybe this will buy us some time. Who knows? Yeah. He was like, I knew they were expendable. Turn around. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just like slaps like every droid or throws them down a pit or breaks them. Yeah. It, even he makes a comment at some point in the series, like, you know, these droids are valuable. Like you learn from the public on how they treat clones and he's just like, Screw you, I do what I want. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Which I mean in continuing with the droid treatment, so one other thing that kind of cracked me up was uh at one point, um, Sobek when uh they were like uh the droid told him he, they escaped. He's like, show them what it means when what happens when they say that word. And I was like, what does that teach any of them at all ever? Like, they don't know fear. They're they programming. <laughs> I think okay. I think that that's why it annoys me with their comedy <laughs> because inconsistency because they're programming. It's just like, and there's just so many things in the air with droid programming, and I'm like, what's the truth? Well, uh, I can elaborate on that really quick. Go. Um, after episode one, with all the droids being controlled by one central ship, now they're all kind of connected through each different droid. Each different mm-hmm. droid has different programming. Therefore, I'm sure there's going to be some sort of bugs in the programming, and that's maybe why they act a little kooky. Minus the assassin droids, because they're doing what they're designed to do. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Those assassin droids were mean in this one. Around, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense because I mean, basically, it's so it's almost like with that constant communication, they're rewriting their code without rewriting their code. So yeah. I guess, mm-hmm. and I just don't, I get it. And then Skynet was born. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I mean, you're not entirely wrong on that. <laughs> um. So, so coming to our next scene, Kristen, I'll let you take this one. Oh, the carbonite raising. It was funny to me because it was, um, it was like a new scene, but an old scene mm-hmm. in a way. Um, cause you know, they were very afraid of it, but we see it in the movies when Vader carbonites Han in order to take him to Jabba. Um, 
And I know one of the funny parts uh, that I really enjoy is Fives. He says he didn't want to be a wall decoration. <laughs> and I was like, it's like they know, but they don't know. <laughs> and, yeah, it's poetry. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and, and so it kind of reminded me, too. So I know with Rogue One, when it came out, everyone... For whatever reason, see, Nick already knows where I'm going. Um, with the with the whole "don't choke on your aspirations," everyone uh, lost their mind about. Oh, Vader's making corny jokes and everything. Come on now, Anakin uses the car. Corny jokes. He always has. He's a he's a living walking troll. That's what Anakin <laughs> is. Dad jokes. Yes, because uh, I mean that's the thing is like so when he's doing the carbon carbon freezing there. Like, it's almost as if he's just, like, smirking, like, ha, I got him to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then on top of that, he turns around and uses that on his daughter's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, very much. So what dad wouldn't have? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. See, for me, that's, like, that's the whole part of, like, having all of these things connect. Because nobody ever thinks about the fact that Darth Vader was... I mean, they always think about the fact that Darth Vader was Anakin Skywalker. That's mm-hmm. the whole point. But the fact that, like, he's still Anakin Skywalker in a suit. Mm-hmm. He's still mentally... He's mentally screwed up, but he also is still mentally himself. So even mm-hmm. though he sounds scary when he says something like that, he's still just like, hey, hey. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and that was something that we had mentioned, actually, on uh, last week's show. We watched uh, Twilight of the Apprentice. And mm-hmm. the moment where Vader comes in on top of a TIE fighter and yes. just floats down. <laughs> it's like, you've got to imagine what happened before that cool moment happened. Like, you watch Vader climbing on top of his ship. He's like, yeah. dude, yeah. this is going to be awesome. Just watch. Look, Just look at his face. Look at his face. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I hope I don't fall down milk. on this thing. Now right. Like, yeah, hold my bantha milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, like, it, it's it's Anakin, and I think that's what's cool about this arc, uh, among many other things, is that you get a lot of Anakin showcased. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> like, I just he, about, he did, I, like, a whole physical reaction, yeah, and I was like, what? I just, like, I just thought about this. Where the hell did this TIE fighter go? Like, you never see it again after he comes down on... The, and it explode? Because it's not needed. No, he, It's the entrance. That's what it is. He leaves on it. Oh. He leaves in it, though. <laughs> but where does it go? Yeah, he does. He walks out. He walks out of the temple. Damaged. It was in the temple. When it so we don't actually out. we don't actually see him leave. A tie fighter flies away at the end. Maul. So oh, maybe the. Yeah. Wait. Oh god. Yeah, Maul no steals bad. the Inquisitor's uh, tie fighter. Yeah, he steals yep. the Inquisitor's, not Vader's, though. So that mm-hmm. means Vader okay. got blown up. But did Vader's get blown up, or did it fly away without him? It was like bye, peace. I'm out. <laughs> right. A lot of concentration to, you know. Use the force on a ship like that. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I imagine mean, wouldn't it, couldn't it be like uh, programmed I mean, to be like bye? Yeah, could be. I, I mean, back. he is a he is a droid builder, so yeah. maybe he programmer called, like Palpatine before, and he was like, I'm gonna do a cool trick. It's gonna wreck my Tie Fighter. <laughs> Dad, I need you to come pick me up. <laughs> no, you can't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sixth one this week, Vader. <laughs> These aren't cheap. <laughs> I love seeing Anakin be Anakin, whether that be in the Vader suit or as he is here. And, like, we get a lot of that. Like, so 
<laughs> I loved when um, they come out of the carbon freezing and just casually he's like, oh, hey, Snips. <laughs> She's like, hey, master. And then the look he gives her, just, just like, like that, that dad look like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I like the line when um, Obi-Wan says, like, it was my eyesight bad or something, or is that Ahsoka? Yeah. And then uh, Anakin's like, no, but Ahsoka needs to work on her listening skills yeah. like that. <laughs> but her hearing may be affected. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, I do have a question about that, the carbon sure. freezing as a whole. Because they they had like the symptoms of carbon freezing sickness, but they were not as like trash I as can Han answer was. That <laughs> they Nick weren't Statue. in carbonate as long as Han was. Han was in carbonate for like right. a year if not over. So that makes they sense. were in carbonate for maybe like ten, fifteen minutes. Okay. Han I was, was wondering if it was because ever. it was like a like Short they term. were willingly <laughs> doing it. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. They didn't struggle. That's what. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't want to do they this. Didn't come out looking like you know, hands up and everything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, Th- theirs was more of a, a of a temporary freezing. Yes. Um, whereas Hans was uh, looking to be permanent. So. Yeah. <laughs> he he was going along with the wall decoration part of it. See, and I, it yeah. makes me wonder if if Vader remembered that. Or something like that, like wall decoration. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hope Jabba uses that as a wall decoration. That right? Such great interior That's design. <laughs> like low key, he was like, "Hey, Jabba, this is what you should do with him." <laughs> <laughs> Just a suggestion. Me, right? Not telling you how to live your life, but this yeah. is what you should do. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Um. But and I like that uh, Ahsoka, as Ahsoka does, always throws back. Uh, anything Anakin says back in his face with the, well, you do it too. (laughs) The whole, um, if there's one thing I've learned from you, it's following direct orders isn't always the best way. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of like, oh, come on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As Obi-Wan normally does. Mm -hmm. It's just, I mean, she's always got a point. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. She's got a point. And for me, because like, I was amongst I think the masses in the fact that I didn't love Ahsoka as mm-hmm. Snips until she kind of like grew into that, grew oh. into being like well master mm-hmm. instead of being like a sassy five year old. She was okay, more like guy. Yeah. <laughs> she was more like, but actually, like you're training me and I need to be trusted and like let me do my thing. She became mm-hmm. the female version of Anakin. That's when oh, she really. Ahsoka, and that's when everyone began to love her as her character progressed after seasons one and two. It was mm-hmm. after Mortis, I think people start started to get that like respect for her as a character. Oh, definitely, yeah. So one thing that we've talked about multiple times on the show um, is basically like the development of the young characters. So like Ezra, a complaint with him whiny. was whiny, all that kind of. <laughs> he was whiny. He he was immature. Uh, yeah. Ahsoka almost said snips. Wouldn't be wrong, but <laughs> yeah, uh, Ahsoka had the same thing. Luke, same thing. Whiny, yeah. Power converter. Whiny. Yeah. Anakin, whiny. Anakin started out whiny too. Um, so I mean, it, it's it's a common trope, but I think it's just to show how far they've come. Um, oh, yeah. And I think with it's Ahsoka, so I mean, even though we get a lot of Anakin, she has the most growth throughout the entire series. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no question. Yeah, no. 
it, she's almost kind of the the what if of Anakin, I believe. Like if if Anakin would have just admitted to himself where he was and how he actually felt about everything and just walked yeah. away, this is where it could have been, kind of thing. Now, have I'm sure you guys have heard the the whole theory behind the fact that like his prophecy. Spoiler alert for anybody who is listening and hasn't ever seen Star Wars. Yes. Um, if, they, if they've never seen Star Wars, for, why are they here? For his whole prophecy <laughs> of, like, he's supposed to bring balance to the Force. Mm-hmm. At that time, there was not technically a Sith in play. Mm-hmm. Palpatine was still behind the scenes, so people were like, oh, he brought balance by bringing out Palpatine and having the two Sith and the Jedi still in play, and that brought balance to the Force for a momentary moment in time. And, like, that was... I don't even remember where I heard that. But mm-hmm. somebody was like, he fulfilled his prophecy because he brought balance for a moment in time. And I'm like, I don't yeah. really agree with that, but it makes sense. The way, I saw the, <laughs> the way I saw the prophecy was he takes out the dark side. And in the end, he does by throwing the Emperor down and then which kills himself therefore he technically does fulfill the prophecy mm-hmm. it just yeah. takes a while to get there I, see I, I i do believe that anakin is the chosen one um I, I believe he did bring balance but i think that it was luke that continued said balance um mm-hmm. because if you think about it like we we don't really have anything certain saying what is balance i mean i don't think that it's a numbers game like a lot of people say or anything like that because if that were the case the jedi lost real quick um right. it was just kind of it was done uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh as far as the actual balance and everything i think and, and the more stuff that comes out with it especially with the the vader 25 comic that uh we recently um reviewed as well it was almost as if Anakin may have been the cause of the imbalance because of how yeah. powerful he was and the unnatural circumstances around just his being. And so right. with him having that much power, it's almost as if by creating him or by him coming into existence, it created imbalance by him leaving and taking the other powerful Sith Lord with him created the balance. But yeah. right. there's the other side of to the Jedi balances no Sith to the Sith balances no Jedi, so it's it's again from a certain point of view. Um, yeah. So it, unless we really get what the prophecy said, yeah. What no is balance really the Force? Yeah. Who exactly. wrote the prophecy? <laughs> exactly. Well, and, and even Yoda doubts it in Attack of the Clones. A prophecy misread it, maybe. So it's just kind of like, okay, does anybody know what's going on? <laughs> like, the answer is no. <laughs> right. Nobody knows yeah. what's going on. <laughs> well, and, and to what you said, Nick, I, I think Mortis is the closest that we get to finding out anything about what balance means. Um, but even then, it tells us a lot without telling us anything. No. <laughs> so, which is another reason why I love Mortis. <laughs> 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 Um, I love having these conversations. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I could talk all day about just the force. It's like, oh, what is it? Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, so, so what did you guys think of uh, Captain Tarkin? Mm. Love seeing him. <laughs> love. I hope you got that sound in there. <laughs> 
Um, he is still a jerk. Well, yes. Yeah. Um, he, to me, this is where this is where it comes into play, though, for me to enjoy how it connects to the movies, um, because I. This is for me. This was a similar moment to when Thrawn alliances got announced. Okay, and we see Anakin and Thrawn on a book cover together, no. and everyone loses their mind, yes. including me. And I still haven't read it, so I just don't know what's going on. But <laughs> it's the same feeling yeah. because when I saw Anakin as Anakin with Tarkin mm-hmm. and Tarkin in a different position, technically, um, no, he was. Yeah, but, like, he was still, like, buddies with Palpatine. And, like, to me, like, friendship-wise, like, friendship-wise, um, Tarkin and Palpatine are still buds. Mm-hmm. And, but Anakin and Palpatine are buds. And, and Palpatine's the only one that knows what's going on anywhere. Right. So, <laughs> me, that just brought a lot together. Because I like seeing how quickly he stood up to Tarkin. Because... Mm-hmm that's part of Anakin's character is his confidence. And it's mm-hmm. part of what attracts um, audience members to that character. Um, and then also seeing how Tarkin is just very stern in the background. Mm-hmm. He is stern. He is very stern, mm-hmm. but he's just kind of like, Oh, all right. I see you. I mm-hmm. respect you. Yeah, and then Anakin kind of snaps back at him. That's when he's like, okay, this dude's got my respect. I'm usually used to <laughs> Because that's how the clones were. But Anakin having his own mind and him being a commander, mm-hmm. it's just, or a general, it's just like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I respect this guy. He knows when to say the right things. My sass matches awesome. your sass. <laughs> yeah. A job well done, General Skywalker. I wish more Jedi had your military sensibilities. Perhaps I can inform the Chancellor of your valor. I'm not sure what to think of your new ally. Well, I think we need people like him. This is a war. If we aren't willing to do what it takes to win, we risk losing everything we try to protect. Unfortunately, war tends to distort our point of view. If we sacrifice our code, even for victory, we may lose that which is most important. Our honor. Can I like jump forward a little, sure. kind of towards the end? Mm-hmm. But it involves Tarkin. When, yeah, when him and Anakin shake hands, mm. and the music, and I like my whole body was like, "Whoa!" Yep. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> that just all of that makes Dark me so happy. Dark were made that yeah. day. Absolutely, and I was absolutely. Like, this is amazing. Well, and so I. I so talking about that moment and everything, um, so I, I went ahead and I pulled the quote that actually Anakin and Obi-Wan were talking um, at that point, because he says, I don't know about your new ally, um, not sure how I feel or, or, or whatnot, um, but Tarkin brings it up multiple times, and so does Anakin throughout the three episodes, about how the Jedi lack the ability um, to do what's necessary. It's a theme that we see throughout the entire prequel trilogy, uh, of Anakin, and and you kind of get that snapshot of where his mind's at at this point too, which is scary. <laughs> um, but so so what Anakin says, um, he says, "This is a war. If we aren't willing to do what it takes to win, we risk losing everything we try to protect." Um, I like that all of it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> There's a car horn 
siren going off in my parking lot. Is there lot. really? <laughs> I'm sorry. You're fine. So it's okay. I was oh, like, we can't hear it. What is yeah. that? <laughs> I got what you were saying though. Yeah. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> um, but with what Anakin said there, I, I feel like there's a snapshot of of Anakin. To be honest. Um, because we talk, he talks about what he's trying to, basically what we try to protect. He's, he's talking about Padme. He's talking about the things that he loves that he can't let go and everything, which end up being his downfall. And, and then Obi-Wan comes back with, unfortunately, war tends to distort our point of view. It's, if we sacrifice our code, even for victory, we may lose that which is most important, our honor. Um, which Anakin's kind of like, Psh. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even react. He's just like, all right. Yeah. Cool. He's like, but completing things. <laughs> Getting things done, though. <laughs> um, but I, I like seeing, because in that moment, I feel like we're seeing where Obi-Wan and Anakin stand forever, to be honest. Because you, you get them at their core and their code and everything. And it's scary seeing how, and I think even Ahsoka a couple times kind of gives Anakin kind of a worried look of, uh, you agree with this, Swacko? Like, what, what's, yeah. ha- what's happening here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and definitely not just in this episode, because, no. or not in this arc, because there are times where people give him looks, or like, I give him a look even <laughs> through Rex, the TV like, screen, I'm like, Ugh. Someone as loyal as Rex even looks at Anakin like, Mm-hmm. This isn't you, right? What's this? What's up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like he knows that there's something kind of off. Oh, absolutely, most definitely. Um, so one thing, actually, Kristen, you had brought up a question, so I'll let you read it. So I actually had to, uh, like, I don't know. When I was in there watching stuff, I just was really thinking about it, and I had to kind of make Danny pause it to kind of talk it out because I was like, wait a second. I was like, so you're telling me that this Nexus route would be, um, like, the tipping part of the war. And essentially they were going to use it in order to do attack on Coruscant. And I was like, Coruscant's where Palpatine is. Mm -hmm. And Palpatine's the one that's kind of turning everything and everything Mm -hmm. like that. And I was like, but if they would have succeeded and did this... And decided to attack Coruscant. Would Order sixty six ever had to happen? I guess not. Or what would Palpatine have even done? Right, because you know he's got contingencies for his contingencies. So, right, Star Wars Inception. Right, I know. I don't know. Like they somehow they obviously get access to it because of the attack on Coruscant at the beginning of Episode Three. So something obviously had to have happened to trigger that, besides the fact that but, the Chancellor got kidnapped by Grievous and all that, you know. Yeah, I was Star about to Wars say, what there. I'm wondering is if because he was off of Coruscant. No, um, don't know if it's that story's canon anymore, but when Palpatine did get captured, it was on Coruscant. But that's what I'm saying, is he, in the movie, he's off Coruscant mm-hmm. when Order 66 happens. And I wonder if what they were trying to do, like what you said, like his contingencies Wait, you say the have was on, contingencies. Was yeah, no, he wasn't. He was on Coruscant. That's, he tells Anakin to go to the Jedi Temple. That's on Coruscant. <laughs> Kristen, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anakin, not Palpatine. But Palpatine was still on Coruscant. But when they're there, regardless of all of that, when they're there, Order sixty six happens. Mm-hmm. 
I'm wondering if it only happens because that, like what you were saying mm-hmm. with, would it have ever had to happen? Yeah, because yeah. I mean, obviously, if they would have gotten this nexus, and they had, because like they did exactly what they thought they were, or not did, but they later Dooku said they were going to attack Coruscant with it, right. if they were able to get it. So mm-hmm. I was like, if they attacked it though, they essentially like this would have been the the war, like they would have. And the goal would have been to go after Palpatine, but Dooku is working with Palpatine. So then there's the okay, we get the thing. Do we just, like, slam on the brakes and go, oh, no, I lost it. Right, but obviously Order 66 was already in motion, too. <laughs> Would they have focused on the Jedi Temple, though, for the right. attack on Coruscant? Yeah, Would it have just been, like, yeah. hey, we're an almighty power, like, because technically then they would have been the Separatists attacking Coruscant, not... Right. Palpatine. Right. Ugh. Maybe it could have been another way for Palpatine to jump into his emergency powers quicker. Yeah. yeah. That too. So maybe just upping the timetable, but things play out the same way. Right, because Order 66 yeah. is already like in motion with the clones. Mm-hmm. Right, point, because so. they already planned that regardless. Yeah. Right. Because the Jedi versus like the citizens is a totally different thing. Yeah, it's a totally different war. These are the things that will keep us up at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love our crazy theories. Uh, but it was just an interesting thing to think about, though, because it was just kind of like, okay, well, could this have ever succeeded? And if it had, then where would it be? I mean, was like, Order 66, like, the very last plan? Like, did we just run through all of Palpatine's, <laughs> like... <laughs> Final card! Here's the ace. <laughs> right. I feel like instead of, like, yeah, instead of options, it was just a checklist. It was yeah. like, all right, we did that, we did that, we yeah, did that. Order, order. six, got to go. Yeah, there's, there's certain orders, you know. So, you yeah, know. that that's one thing that's always baffled us is just Palpatine in general talking about how he he seems to always have a plan for something, and his plans have plans, and they have plans, and it's just kind of like his how backup do, plans have backup plans. Yeah, it's like how do how do you work <laughs> your way? Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's almost as if like if his plan doesn't go that way. Well, it makes me think of the office. It's like if I can't win, I just quit and tell us yes. to say it's not fair. <laughs> he gets himself kidnapped. That's why. Yeah, there you go. It's like I quit, guys. I quit. I feel like that is the, always his backup plan. He always ends up getting taken by someone. Yeah, it's it's almost yeah. like a reset. Like, yeah, hey, I need you to come get me. that separatist Uber. Mom, I'm scared. Can you come pick me up? <laughs> That's perfect. The separatist Uber. I like that. <laughs> um, goodness. Um, so, so I know I mentioned a little bit to you guys. So I, I, I don't know if you know anything about this. I actually just learned about this tonight. Um, so I'm kind of excited about it. So, so in this episode, we see one of uh, Domino Squadron. Um, Echo dies, supposedly. Um, so I I didn't know this because I've never seen the unfinished episodes or anything, but apparently uh, Echo's not dead. Yeah, it's a really weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I actually pulled out uh, kind of I guess what happens or whatever. So from StarWars.com, um, while on a convert, covert mission with the Bad Batch squad, which is another interesting thing, um, Captain Rex detected a signal, a voice saying CT fourteen oh nine, leading him to believe that Echo is still alive. Um, he works with. The Bad Batch, and apparently Echo is, like, half-droid or something? 
the one thing I've learned about Star Wars, if there's no body, they're not dead. Exactly. <laughs> like, the one thing I've learned, and I'm like, okay, Darth Maul's dead. Clone Wars. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to die. Obi-Wan finally kills him. And then it's like, okay, now he's finally dead. We see that body die. Yeah. So at that point, it's just like, no body, no death. Well, and I would have never thought to think that he was alive at all because he was right next to the ship. I would have thought that that would have just incinerated him. But apparently there was enough to salvage. (laughs) Gregor died too, but then he came back in Rebels Season 2. Okay, yeah. You're right. On StarWars.com, does it specify, like, why he's a droid now? Uh, The the Techno Union gets to him. Okay. Yeah. Um, aside from that, I have no idea. Um, but apparently, he plays a key role in a in a major re- republic attack later on the Separatist um, at Anaxis. Um, and yeah, so he's a whole thing with the Bad Batch and everything, Clone Force ninety nine. Which uh, that's interesting in and of itself. But that may be another yeah. episode. <laughs> that makes me wonder if he even knows who he is. like. Does he even know he's Echo? I don't know. That's the thing. I, I I haven't seen any of this, so yeah. Well, we'll find out when that season seven drops later this year. Exactly. That's that's my thought because that's something that Kristen and I have been talking about for a while. Is what what will Clone Wars season seven be? Everybody it's wants Siege of Mandalore, but episodes and then some. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I, you, you can't have like what thirteen episodes of just. I mean, you could, but <laughs> but I mean, yeah. Season um, the lost missions was wasn't mm-hmm. it thirteen episodes? Yeah. Um, um, so, I know that when I was listening to a because I have twenty five thousand Star Wars podcasts that I listen to. <laughs> um, Same. When I was listening to one of them, and I don't remember which one, they were talking about how um, they have, and they were like listing off the arcs that needed to be finished. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a ton of them. Okay. And. Uh, they were like, it's going to be interesting how they're going to intertwine that instead of just have 13 random episodes that have random arcs being finished. It's going to be like a continuation, but also like jumpy mm-hmm. enough for us to finish the arcs without being too scatterbrained. Mm-hmm. And But it makes me wonder like if something like that is significant enough to address. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Because there are other things that are more pertinent to mm-hmm. the whole story. Well, and then with that too, with the with these stories technically being told through unfinished episodes that were on StarWars.com, would we want to see these reiterated? Do does this make this not canon and now there's something else that'll be? Like it's just a lot of unknown, I think, at this point. Well, Two things. One, there is a certain... I think it's the first unfinished episode that's there. There's a big plot with Obi-Wan and Anakin. I don't want to get too much into it because if someone hasn't seen it. Mm -hmm. But it has something to do with something that's a very big significance in the original trilogy. And that kind of... I'm assuming it's canon, but Mm -hmm. it's not like... Just because it's not like that doesn't mean it isn't canon. And with the... In season seven, it will be. So there's that. If it's in season seven. It's going to be. Um, and that's my next point. Um, I was listening to one of James Arnold Taylor's podcasts uh, recently that he just started. Apparently, mm-hmm. the rumor that he, he kind of hinted at but didn't specify. So he kind of couldn't really say it, but he did anyway, that it's going to go into Order 66. 
Yes. Yes. Which is exactly what you were wanting. Yeah, it (laughs) seems like it has to. We'll see. It's also going to integrate the Ahsoka novel. It's going to integrate the unfinished episodes. They also recorded new material last February. Mm -hmm. So there might be more surprises along the way. I'm not sure. We might, for all we know, we might see young Kanan in it. We don't know. Oh my God, that would be amazing. (laughs) I would lose it seeing little Caleb. Mm -hmm. That would be so cool. (laughs) Yeah. It's bright my heart. Because, I mean, that would be the direct connection to Rebels, too. So It'd be perfect, especially after the Order 66. Like, and we don't really see Depa Balaba at all in right. Clone Wars. It'd be a perfect way to introduce her to that. Oh, man. Even see, now oh, look, if I... I'm you. Oh, look, I'm dead. So, right. Yeah. Well, doesn't he explain what happens to him during Order 66 there's already? There's a comic book, but it doesn't... Doesn't the, he talk about it in Rebels? He does a little. mention it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it'd be cool to see an animation. Oh, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm wondering, too, if... And I know I've heard this theory a bunch as well, um, that the uh, Star uh, the Star Wars Jedi... Uh, what's it called? The the game that's supposed to be coming out. Oh. oh Fallen Order? Yeah, Fallen Order. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder if it might have anything to do with Kanan. Anything that's being released right now is canon, minus the Lego shows. So. Oh, oh, I meant Kanan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's possible that'd be kind of cool i was mm-hmm. hoping that i mean i don't know the details on fallen order is it in the original trilogy uh it's supposed to be like right as order 66 is happening so okay. you're actually on the run so yeah it's possible but mm-hmm. i mean what i'm really hoping for for fallen order if that's the case the younglings from the clone wars arcs oh oh man yes that would be awesome that'd be really fun to play that yeah. i don't really i'm not really like up to date on game news because <laughs> i'm bad at that um but that would be really fun to play yeah. like jedi on the run mm-hmm. yeah oh definitely digging yeah. it i mean <laughs> well and, and it kind of makes me scared that we haven't heard anything else about the game like it was released or uh, it, it the title was released and that was last we heard i think it was like last year or something like that well and didn't they just cancel two games they canceled one game. They know? were like, open world open is world. no more. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so ho- hopefully somebody will get it together and we'll get something cool. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to play more Star Wars for sure. Um, yeah. But so, so I guess kind of a final thought. So one thing that we noticed, um, cause you know, at, so at the end of this, uh, arc, um, Tarkin has, part of the route uh, or the route and my southern is coming out uh part of the route and uh ahsoka has it now as well because evan peel does die at the hands of a very awful awful beast <laughs> that's the worst howl ever um but uh he passes on the 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 nexus route to ahsoka that his half and so with Tarkin declining to give it to the Jedi Order um, and saying, oh, no, 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 I'm only going to give it to Palpatine. And then Ahsoka's like, no, I'm only giving it to the Jedi. Um, I wonder if this has any kind of bearing on the later arc where we see Ahsoka um, falsely accused. Because Tarkin pushes really hard for the death penalty. 
Yeah. Like, really hard. <laughs> well, we get from the beginning of that, like, he does not like Ahsoka. He even mm-hmm. says that he doesn't like the idea of following orders from a child. But right? see, you know why I think he doesn't like Ahsoka? Because Palpatine has already got little roots in Tarkin's head mm-hmm. about what's going to happen. Whether or not he's told him outright or whatever, he's planting him. I think he knows and, something. Yeah. Yeah. And Ahsoka is the good side of Anakin. Mm-hmm. She keeps him on his feet to be Anakin Skywalker and not Darth Vader. Without her yeah. in the picture, he will lean to the dark side more and more and more mm-hmm. every single time. Even then, Tarkin doesn't seem like he has any... He doesn't like the Jedi at all. He doesn't like their customs. He doesn't like who they are. He doesn't like people. anything. Yeah. yeah, He doesn't. He wants to be in charge. He doesn't care about That's anything he or anyone. He wants power. But I think Ahsoka specifically, mm-hmm. he just doesn't like her because he knows that he sees he sees Anakin's reactions to him as mm-hmm. a being, and then he sees Anakin's reactions when Ahsoka's around. Yeah. Or when he needs to lead Ahsoka or whatever happens. Ahsoka is a boundary. So so a kind of assessing the weakness and cutting out the weakness kind of thing. I could see that. I could see that for sure. Um but yeah, I I did like the the exchange with with Palpatine, well, not Palpatine, uh Tarkin and Anakin where Tarkin's like, oh yeah, I'm in, in in with the Chancellor, and Anakin's like, yeah, so am I. And he's like, you are. <laughs> it was almost kind of like you know things too. <laughs> yeah. He's friends with that person as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, and, and it makes me feel like that's where Tarkin's kind of like, oh, so you're in on the plan. You know what's going to happen, yeah. kind of, and everything. And Anakin's like, he's just my BFF, dude. Like it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so cool. So, did you guys have any final thoughts or anything like that that you wanted to add about the arc or anything? I know. I definitely wrote. I wrote in my notes. We literally covered everything else except for this. So, okay. the Jedi burials are something that we oh, yeah. miss out on sometimes, I think, mm-hmm. would be the right way to put it. Um, because we see them in the movies mm-hmm. twice. Yeah. Twice. Um, and in two different forms and in two different places. Because, like, with Darth Vader, they were on Endor. That mm-hmm. was convenient. For this mission... They were on a planet with a lava river. <laughs> and that's convenient. And I think it says a lot about like the Jedi religion that mm-hmm. they will just take the time to stop and do that wherever yeah. it is. Um because like even reflecting back to what Obi-Wan says about like we lose our honor and we mm-hmm. lose our customs if yeah. we don't focus on these things, and I think that like Jedi burials are a big part of that. Um, and it's not ever something I really appreciated um, until I saw like Darth Vader burn one day. And I was, <laughs> when I like watched that movie, I was just yeah. like, that's real nice that uh-huh. he did that for him. And also Luke, how'd you know to do that? First of right, all, yeah. <laughs> he told you that. Um, but he did it. Uh-huh. Is it a Jedi custom? Is it a star Wars custom? Uh-huh. A and yeah, I was going to say, and like what, I don't, yeah, I guess, I don't know what defines mm-hmm. the a Jedi burial. I'm not sure, because, like you said, we really don't get a whole lot of look into that custom and everything. Um, but seeing that, though, where all all three of them are using the Force to lower them in and all that kind of yeah. stuff, just the care oh. with it and everything, like, it, 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 it honestly reminded me of, um, ah, what is it, in Thor the Dark World. Um, yeah. 
which yeah. when uh, they bury, or not, they don't bury her, but when they send Freya uh, out to out to see his mother and everything, where it's just like everyone's there, everyone's helping, everyone's a part of this, and that's yeah. what it kind of reminded me of the way that they kind of lowered him in slowly, and they stayed there till he was gone, and all this other kind of stuff. Like it was just. It, it it was a beautiful moment in a lava planet. Yeah. Um, but horrible <laughs> place. Really quick. Well, we do learn that um, when Obi Wan fakes his death mm-hmm. uh, later on in the show, that they do regular burials and they have caskets. They have chambers. That's true. Caskets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In uh, the Jedi Temple. Mm-hmm. So, so yes, it kind of depends maybe on how the Jedi dies per se. Mm-hmm. I mean, or if those caskets are only for people that fake their death. Staging. This is my. I have to get up at four a.m. Brain. It's a fun brain. It's a fun brain. It's a fun brain. Well, cool. So, um, do any of you guys, anybody else, have any last thoughts or anything like that on the arc? Overall, I think we really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. it's great. It's good. I like I it, it a lot. It's It's been a minute since I've seen it. So when you had said, uh, especially with us going kind of inadvertently with the Vader theme this month, um, I, when you had said that, I was like, oh, man, I hadn't watched that one in a while. And I, I loved it. Love it. Yeah, um, it's definitely one that I like. I guess I could call it iconic mm-hmm. for me. I was like, that's a good one. Absolutely. <laughs> Everybody knows what you're talking about when you say Citadel. Yeah. Good job. Good job. <laughs> um, so cool, guys. So we'll go ahead and we'll close it out. Thank you guys for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Yes. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> anytime. Anytime. Um, especially now that you're part of our Kessel Run Weekly family, which we're super excited about. <laughs> um, so cool. So can you tell everyone where to find you guys? Yeah. Go ahead, Nick. You go first. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at Jerica Training Academy. Jerica is J E R R I C A, and there are periods in between every single one of those words. <laughs> um, so again, Jerica Training Academy. Um, and then my blog is CheyenneHoover.wordpress.com. That's a lot to spell, um, but you can find it. I believe in you. <laughs> basically, if you just when you get to my website, go to my blog and you find Star Wars Sundays every single Sunday on various topics. Last week I did raise lightsaber skills um, because I know that was like a big debate uh, amongst so many other debates. Um, And I just kind of like de I don't want to say debunked it, but I kind of like laid it out in how I saw it. Um, So check that out. See if you like it. This Sunday is going to be Kylo Ren. So that'll be fun. Uh, Go ahead. Um, you can find me on Instagram, uh, solo photographer underscore solo underscore underscore photographer. Uh, you'll find me there. Um, I have Facebook as well. You'll find me under just solo photographer, no underscore needed. And yeah, and of course, uh, Castle Run Weekly. Yay! Absolutely. Yay. Um, and guys, their their show comes out this Friday, so we're very very excited again for that to happen. Um, I know I've said that like a hundred times, but I am genuinely pumped uh, yeah. that we're doing this. Um, so excited. Um, Cheyenne and Nick are awesome. Uh, so definitely check it out. If you haven't followed them already, follow them at their socials. 
uh, show them some love, uh, talk Clone Wars with them, and yeah. uh, just hang out with us. Um, but yeah, you can find them on Clone Wars Commentary. It is on our regular podcast feed, so no need to go anywhere else, um, because Friday is for Clone Wars. So yeah. So convenient. Absolutely. Absolutely. So cool, guys. So um, thank you, everyone, for listening or watching uh, another episode of Castle Run Weekly. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts uh, and leave us a five-star review, and we'll read it on a future episode. Yep. You can also find us on social media at Castle Run Weekly on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and on our website, CastleRunWeekly.com. Absolutely. And uh, again, guys, thank you so much for yes, joining us. Thank you, guys. We love you guys. Y'all are awesome. <laughs> um, and until next time, my name is Danny. And I'm Kristen. And may the Force be with you. Always. <laughs>